This is a public service announcement with guitar. Just a little mix uh, of some of the chants that uh, were at the Tuesday rally for the striking uh, trans dev workers, Metro Access. Don't play with my money. Dignity and respect, (laughs) put it all in my check. So it it, it, it was interesting, yet it was kind of like a cross between a revival and a block party. It really was fairly festive. So so. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, Hey, by the way, speaking of rain, uh, just real quickly, that reminded me of... um, some colleagues of mine with our national union and some people from DC nurses went down to uh, Selma back in, was it 2017, 2018? Mm-hmm. And there was a huge storm there. Uh, as a matter of fact, about 60 miles east of us, there was a tornado that touched down. When we were getting ready to march, um, uh, replicating the uh, 1965 march in Selma, from Selma to um, Montgomery, the skies opened up, I mean, to the point when we had ponchos, it didn't matter. No. Everything was soaked. Uh, and we had the option of getting back in the bus and going back to the hotel. And only three people chose that option because they had some disabilities. But the rest of us continued marching. And uh, it was a great turnout. And the skies decided to cooperate as we started the march. It became beautiful. And then people on the um, on the streets were waving to us nurses. We had a big sign called Medicare for All. And it was a great day, but forget that torrential rain. It was, it was a good hour of it. It was just, when you said rain buckets, I'm thinking it was rain barrels. Um, but anyway. Well, last month, of course, in Kentucky was just hit by horrendous uh, flooding uh, that killed dozens of folks. And so I wanted to check in with Bill Londrigan. He's the president of the Kentucky AFL-CIO, and efforts have been underway uh, since uh, those tragic events last month uh, to help those folks. So, Bill Londrigan, thanks for joining Your Rights to Work. We appreciate it. You bet, Chris. Good to see you. And it's good to see you, Ed, too. Uh, just before we get off, <clears throat> Mike Wilson, uh, UFCW 400 is an affiliate of uh, Kentucky State AFL-CIO. Just want to give him a little shout out. 
It's a small world, Bill. It's a small world there. <laughs> oh, it's a big global. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure. So what's uh, what's going on? First of all, just remind folks uh, what what and, and you were telling uh, our network meeting yesterday that Kentucky's really had kind of a, a double hit over the last year. Absolutely. Uh, beginning uh, well, December of last year, uh, those tornadoes that raked across western part of the state. Uh, were, you know, phenomenal tornadoes uh, of the size and magnitude that they said was just a uh, record uh, and on the ground for 200 miles, uh, which ended up wiping out community after community uh, across the western part of the state. You know, and Chris, during that time, we, we recognized how many union members and their families were going to be affected by this uh, terrible storm. And, you know, we sprung to action and got to work and, you know, started figuring out how we can assist our members and their families. Then we put together a union uh, disaster relief fund, uh, which is still in action because we're still we're still helping those folks. Uh, you know, those kind of devastating tornadoes where your houses get wiped out doesn't uh, end, you know, very quickly. So we certainly are still uh, aware of people's uh, problems and their difficulties and readjusting and all the challenges that they face uh, in the western part of the state. You know, some of these towns like Mayfield uh, down uh, all the way down in Graves County, Kentucky, very uh, was, you know, the, the, the town itself was just about wiped out. And we were down there several times and, you know, the, you know, devastation has just been, been, been enormous and, uh, you know, it's affected so many people's lives. Uh, and now, again, as you mentioned, uh, we have this uh, latest uh, disaster in the eastern part of the state. So southeastern Kentucky uh, received some of the highest rainfall totals that they have ever uh, really recorded in a short period of time, which resulted in this, you know, huge cascade of water, you know, through it throughout the whole region coming down out of the mountains and into the hollers and, you know, wiping out, you know, hundreds of people's houses are gone. Uh, the bridges to get to the houses are gone. The, you know, their, their possessions, their cars, their trucks uh, haven't been down there a few days ago. I mean, the destruction is just, uh, it's mind boggling. Uh, you know, when you see vehicles just strewn around like, you know, like their toys uh, over guardrails and on the roads and such, <clears throat> just been awful. And, uh, you know, we decided we'd spring into action again, as we had before, and, you know, bring people together and try to do what we can do to try and relieve uh, some of the, you know, difficulties that uh, members there in the communities are facing. You know, we've got thousands of members in the eastern part of the state. We've got retired mine workers, steel workers, nurses, service employees uh, all throughout that region. IBW, we had a gentleman's IBW member <clears throat> who lost his house. His daughters lost their house. Uh, so, you know, we decided we'd put together a program. And, and just on last Friday, last Saturday, excuse me, August 6th, you know, we did a, a caravan of uh, trailers and, and, and semi-trucks. Uh, the Teamsters uh, came together and uh, all the way from Boston, they took a, a semi-truck out of Boston with medical supplies, uh, drove it down. Uh, we met up with them. Uh, we had two other semis filled with food and other cleaning materials and supplies. We had pickup trucks, trailers. We had the firefighters there. Uh, we had numerous different unions, AFL-CIO, of course, and just trying to see what we can do. And we caravaned down and went to various parts of the disaster area where we offloaded all this material and such. And uh, that was just the beginning, uh, uh, Chris. I mean, things have been going, you know, full bore since then. Uh, and we've been getting such support uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, from around the country, uh, financial support. And, you know, the Los Angeles Central Labor Council uh, and the Teamsters loaded up a truck of food and cleaning supplies and hygiene and necessities and they're driving that all the way from California 
to go down to Hazard, Kentucky uh, to bring that to the people. The, I mean, that's just an example of the wide swath of people that are coming together to try and help these communities. That's Bill Londrigan. He's the president of the Kentucky AFL-CIO. We're talking about labor's efforts to provide disaster relief to those who were affected uh, by the recent Kentucky floods and, as Bill mentioned, the uh, tornadoes uh, last year as well. You are listening to Your Rights at Work here on WPFW 89.3 FM. And uh, Ed Smith, over to you, brother. Yeah, thanks. It's always good to see you, Bill. I wish we were seeing you where you were telling us you just want to strike, but <laughs> we do we do what's needed. And um, uh, for the audience out there, again, we have a few minutes left in this program. Feel free to call in 202-588-0893. Always love to hear your questions and comments. Bill, I have a, um, a little off-the-wall um, question. That's he always has off the wall questions, Bill. That's 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 Ed's specialty. I might give him off the wall months too. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't think it's really off the wall, but um, you know, I, I like many people look at Facebook, and uh, I saw some disturbing things on Facebook uh, about the flood, where a lot of people, and I don't know how many people really feel this. You know, social media blows up things. And, it could be like less than a tenth of the population feels this way, but when you see it on social media, you feel like, oh, this is a big issue. But I saw a lot of posts saying, you know, they got what they deserve. They got Mitch McConnell and, and uh, you know, they reap what they sow. And um, I most certainly do not agree with that, but I'd love for your comments on why that is idiotic. Thanks for saying it's idiotic, but that's pretty much what I would say, too. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this was a natural disaster. Uh, you know, if you want to blame it on climate change, whatever, it makes absolutely no difference to us. Uh, when we were going down and continued to go down to help people out down there, we're not asking them whether they were Republicans, Democrats, independents, or whatever. They're people. They are in distress. Uh, they're brothers and sisters. They need help, and we're going to provide it, you know, and all that nonsense and hoo-ha about, you know, McConnell and all that other stuff, you know, it's, it's kind of irrelevant to this this discussion as well as to the, you know, to the whole process of trying to rebuild these communities, you know. Uh, you know, we would hope that, you know, McConnell and Grand Paul, these two ter terrible senators, would do a whole lot more for the people of Kentucky, and they haven't done it, of course, uh, or for the people of the United States. Uh, but you know, they're, they're kind of not even in the equation here when it comes to our feeling about what needs to be done and how people in Kentucky will pull together, you know, regardless of their political affiliation and who they voted for. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of, uh, you know, another one of those uh, social media BS that we got to deal with, you know. Well, I, I really appreciate your answer. I assume you have to answer similar to that. I agree 100%. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, for a worker, or even if you're not a worker, uh, and having this devastation, your political affiliation has no relevance in this. And we'll fight those political battles when, when in the appropriate forum and the appropriate time and place. So I really appreciate uh, your uh, your answer to that. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Well, no, I do have a follow-up question, Bill, and 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 that you know, I mean, tornado is a natural disaster. You know, floods, obviously, uh, it does seem like you know, and as, as you probably heard the top there, you know, when we I went to this uh, rally down in Clinton, I mean, we they were warning about floods, and there was zero visibility driving, so it definitely seems 
you know, that, that the things are getting worse. But I was wondering, I know down in your area, there's been this sort of mountaintop removal stuff, a lot of strip mining. Is there any sense that that that, you know, is contributing to, you know, when you do get these floods, you get greater runoff or is, is the jury still out on that? Well, I think some of the, you know, folks in the environmental community and, and people that study that kind of thing would certainly assert that there is uh, an effect uh, of, uh, you know, additional runoff, the lack of vegetation uh, from mountaintop removal and strip mines very contribute to some of the, you know, the, the lack of uh, absorption by the by the water that's coming down through the rain. <clears throat> but, at this, <clears throat> excuse me, but at the same time, when that much water comes down, when that much rain comes no, it's really doesn't really matter very much. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a devastating effect. You know, when you get five inches of rain in, you know, a couple hours. Uh, I mean, that's just uh, you know a ridiculous amount of rain that the you know the, the normal environment is not going to be able to absorb in any event. You know, uh, of course, you know there's a lot of contributory factors to things that are going on in the environment and stuff, and that's probably you know could very well be part of it. But I think in general. The you know notion that the, the sky opened up to that degree, and, and we still are having rain down in uh, eastern Kentucky right now, uh, and those streams in the ground can't absorb the water that's uh, that's coming down now. Uh, when you look at the way these creeks have came out of their banks to, to the degree that they have, uh, it's just you know uh, unbelievable. It's just one of those things you just can't get your get your head around when you when you see the destruction. So. But again, we're over here and we're going to keep working with our folks. I mean, we have gotten contributions from, from all over the country. I know, you know, you, we announced the other day that we had our union uh, disaster relief fund. Uh, we're getting requests from folks every day now, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people are, are, are filling out our, our Google form to, to request uh, support for a variety of different things. So, uh, you know, we, we've got so much stuff going on. We just got a caravan that came out of Ohio. Uh, I, I mentioned Los Angeles. We had a Teamster uh, drive up from, from Atlanta in a flatbed truck and, and went to work uh, removing debris uh, from people's houses and, and, their, and their property. Uh, we've got a request out for more tents because a lot of people are still living in tents. So lots of uh, stuff still going on. And I am just gratified by the you know, the outpouring of support from, from you guys, from the labor movement, uh, and from all over the country. Well, Bill, we never seem to have enough time, so I'm, I, I'm allowed to get one quick question before the end of this segment. Um, how's the electricity down there? Is, are things improved to the point where people are getting uh, the electricity uh, back on, or how what's happening? It, it's it's spotty. Uh, you know, some places have still, you know, had, you know, didn't get as much damage, so there was still... You know, quite you know everybody being okay, but the places that have gotten the most damage, you know, the the lines have come down and, and the poles are gone. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of folks still without electricity. I mean, when you look at the houses that have been you know impacted severely, they've got nothing. I mean, there's nothing going in those houses. A lot of the water supply has been cut off. The uh, the pipes were exposed and ripped apart. I mean, you know, the, the, again, the places that have faced the most devastation, that's is just, uh, you know, the people are living in tents and working on generators. That's just where they're at. Hey, Bill, it, it's um, it's always amazing. It shouldn't be amazing, I should say, but not not amazing, heartening. It's always heartening to me as a... As, uh, Ed was sort of saying, you know, we're used to, and we, you know, earlier this hour, we're talking, you know, dealing with strikes and so forth. But the flip side of how we come together to fight the boss uh, is what you're seeing and how we come together to help each other out. And as, as you're pointing out, you know, you're not just helping out union members, you know, you're, you're really reaching out to whoever has been affected. Um, and, and it's just really, I, I think, 
I think is sort of an underreported part of the labor movement, uh, that kind of, of solidarity, just as, as, as people in the community. Yeah, I would say you're absolutely right. Uh, and some folks, uh, you know, my, my cohorts and neighbors in Louisiana and Florida and Texas that have dealt with multiple uh, disasters, uh, you know, they have, you know, geared up and, and, and continue to, to prepare for disasters. They've got mechanisms in place. You know, they warehouse food, they've got distribution networks and everything else. And it looks like we're heading in that direction here as well. You know, uh, you know, a lot of what we do, Chris, and, and, and as you know, is, is political work, legislative work, mobilization, organizing, uh, another part of our core uh, competency, so to speak, is probably going to be disaster relief as things uh, progress, which is, you know, kind of uh, a new element to us here in Kentucky, of course, having not had to, you know, deal with so many, you know, disasters like Louisiana with hurricanes with Katrina and everything else. So, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're in a position now where we're going to have to continue to, you know, build this program up and make sure the next disaster we, we are actually, you know, a little bit more ready for, you know, it, it's always a scramble, you know, you can't predict what's going to happen and what's going to be needed immediately. Uh, and, and that's why we've got our, our, you know, crew together that's worked on the tornadoes. We were able to segue over into the flood uh, disaster uh, and, and start building our, our, our network and getting our word out and, you know, getting contributions in right away. Bill, I figure, you know, once once you tackle Mother Nature, you know, no matter how big the bad boss or the political opposition, you're like, you know, you got nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just uh, you know, a whole different, you know, world here for us uh, in many regards. And I know you guys were talking about organizing, too, one of my other favorite subjects. So, <laughs> you know, we've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I, I as I said earlier, you know, the, be gratified and thank you for the solidarity and the compassion. Uh, that our membership uh, exhibits every day. And, you know, again, you know, we've seen this over and over again. I, you know, I've been to Florida on many occasions during uh, disaster relief efforts and, you know, stopped, you know, built one-stop centers and done all sorts of stuff. And, you know, uh, people are, you know, basically our folks are just basically great human beings that want to help others. You know, that's what a union's all about. That's what the labor movement's all about. And this gives us a, a chance to kind of exhibit that to the general public and to those in need. Solidarity, solidarity. Hey, uh, what's uh, what's the best link for folks to uh, find out more about uh, what's going on and how to contribute? Well, I guess we have two of them there. It's a KYAFLCIO, right? Uh, and then we've got our website. So either one of those, KYAFLCIO.org will get us to the website. Uh, and then you've got your at KYAFLCIO, I think, for our Facebook. You should be able yeah. to get it either way uh, to, to, to whatever uh, social media you need on that. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, also on uh, Twitter, AFL-CIO-KY. Uh, that's where I got a lot of my information. So Bill Londrigan, absolutely wonderful to see and talk with you. I'm so proud of all the work that you guys are doing. Uh, we will keep you in our hearts and our prayers, and we will uh, follow this. Thanks so much, Bill. You bet. You guys take care. Thanks again for the opportunity. Absolutely. That's Bill Londrigan. He is president of the Kentucky AFL-CIO. Uh, lots still going on down there in terms of helping people who've been affected uh, by the floods and, uh, as Bill reminded us, by the tornadoes last fall. So uh, AFL-CIO-KY on um, uh, Twitter and uh, KYAFLCIO.org uh, on the website for more information. All right, just before we uh, wrap up this week's show, Ed, I got a few other uh, headlines uh, for you. Um, here's one that I, I thought 
I had to read it twice to to uh, to be sure I wasn't misunderstanding it. The headline is NLRB orders UMWA, that's the mine workers, to pay strike costs. Now, this, of course, has to do uh, with the Warrior Met Coal, which is going on, uh, I believe, for close to two years now, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's, uh, I think it's 14 months or so. 14 months. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, July 22nd, the NLRB sent the union a detailed list of damages totaling $13.3 million, more than 33 times the estimated amount the lawyers had initially indicated would be assessed. Now, this is uh, Cecil Roberts called it a slap in the face, not just to the workers who are fighting for better jobs at Warrior Met Coal, but to every worker who stands up to their boss anywhere in America. Cecil goes on to say, what is the purpose of a strike if not to impact the operations of the employer? Now, Ed, putting on your lawyer hat, I mean, if you if the employer can turn, you go on strike, and obviously you're trying to mess with the employer to bring them back to the table to get your contract. And if the employer can turn around and say, you cost me, oh, I don't know, $13 million, right? I mean, you guys had a one-day strike at Howard University Hospital earlier this month. What if the hospital sent you a bill for $13 million? Um, I think this is a stump the lawyer question. Um, I stumped Ed. All right. Not, woo, woo, where's my bingo I am, bill? <laughs> I am not, I'm not aware of that ruling. Uh, I would love to read, read it and then maybe get back to you next week. But, yeah, I mean, the point is, the point of a strike is often to buckle the company at its knees. Um, and especially when you're talking about mining or other, uh, other you know, um, grocery stores, things like that. It's not always the case with uh, nurses. Um, but, yeah, the whole point is, is to put economic pressure on employers to um, make the uh, – proposals that are required to get out of a strike or out of a problem situation. So I have not seen that decision. It is extremely troubling, $14 million, you know, and I know that they've been hit with a lot of, um, I think that uh, the, the, the employer has been in court to come after them. So I know that they're spending a lot of money uh, defending their actions. And it just seems to me that they're doing everything, the employer is doing everything they can to end this strike but end it in the wrong way, end it by buckling the union. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, and the mine workers, I mean, let's be said, you know, have been through this, you know, many, many times before. I mean, th these are always bitter, bitter struggles. Uh, but this just seems, and this, and this, let's be clear, this is a quote unquote friendly board. I mean, it's got a great, uh, you know, leader there, a great new, right. we've talked about her before. So if this is the kind of thing that a friendly board does, uh, this, I have to say, is very, very concerning. So we will be following up on this, maybe get somebody from the mine workers on our next show. Uh, but, you know, the, the fact that's, that uh, the board would say to the union, you know, all the stuff you've been doing, you know, you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to pay the company, you know, who, who's forced you out on strike. Uh, you're going to have to pay them $13 million. Uh, now, Cecil Roberts is not going to write a check <laughs> to Warrior Matt Cole for $13 million. I don't know much, but I do know that. Uh, I think we're just about out of time uh, for this week's Your Rights to Work. Thanks so much for spending this hour with us. Uh, thanks uh, to Kalia, who's been uh, engineering us today. And thanks to everybody who contributed during our recent fund drive. Everybody stay safe and dry out there. And we will see you all 
next week. Take care. This is a public service announcement with guitar.